Welcome to the Rise of the Challenge podcast. Join me today. She's a country music artist and songwriter. It's Peyton Howie. How are you doing today, Peyton? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to have you on the show to talk about your rise to the challenge. What we like to do first with all of our guests is go right to the beginning. Talk about where you're from and what were you involved in growing up? So I was born and raised in Southern California. That's kind of, you know, where I, um, I was like about 16 years old when I got my first guitar and I started teaching myself how to play just, you know, watching videos on YouTube and just listening to how things sounded. And I kind of taught myself to play. And so, um, about that same age, 15, 16 years old, I started playing shows around, um, in my hometown and um, it was real cool. There was lots of uh, open mics and little, you know, places that were, you know, very open to having young artists come in and just play while they're getting their start. And uh, I was lucky enough to have so many um, seasoned artists that were, you know, around um, in my hometown that were just allowing me to learn from them and uh, giving me advice. And so that's kind of how I got my start um, in the industry, I would say. That's how I started playing shows. And uh, from there, I just started, you know, writing original music, recording original music, putting it out. And um, now I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to play shows all across the country and, um, you know, getting to put out more music. I have so much coming um, in the following months of the rest of the year and especially next year. So um, it's going good so far. <laughs> Before you got that first guitar, was music something that you had a passion for growing up? Actually, yeah, I've always been like a a musical person, even before I learned to play guitar, um, I used to just sing, I used to sing everything like pop music, you know, country, you know, classic rock music, and just like everything that you could think of. And I was always like singing it. And um, I remember like when I was probably like sixth or seventh grade, like one of my friends and I, we we went and did like a a singing talent show. Like we did the cup song and like, we totally won like 50 bucks. And, you know, so I've always just loved music and I love, you know, singing and, and playing the piano actually I actually have a little bit of experience playing um you know like a keyboard or a piano or whatever and um guitar is kind of more my favorite now I have to say but I honestly started playing that before I was playing guitar so uh, yes I did have a little bit of a musical background before that who were your music idols someone that you kind of were inspired to be or you grew up listening to so I remember it was, it was a while back, I think it was around uh, 2005, Carrie Underwood put out her Some Hearts album. And to, by the way, to this day, that is still my favorite album that she has out. It's so, it's so good. Like there's not one song on there that like, as you grow up and go through life, there's not one song on there that is not just relatable. So um, she was out on tour and my mom took me to a concert of hers as my very first concert. And um, I was about, I would say five years old. And, um, I totally was like always listening to her music, no matter what. And so I was dancing out in the aisles and the lights were like panning across the audience. And they like stopped on me while I was dancing in the aisles. And so she like squatted down and like stopped singing. And she told her bodyguard, Hey, go get that little girl. So she brought me up on stage with her and I was like super starstruck. She was holding my hand and we were singing and like just getting to see like all the like the sea of like people like in their faces just like all singing the song and like having a good time and uh coming together through music I guess is what really moved me in that moment and so I would say definitely Carrie Underwood is one of those artists that's like you know kind of sparked that in me kind of was an inspiration you know I mean Carrie has had such a journey in her career going from American Idol to now to 
the road that she's gone, the awards, the passion her fan base has, it kind of just shows that she's had that kind of success in a very positive way. I mean, it's never been anything negative or something bad has been going on. Is that kind of the path that you're trying to go throughout your music career? You want to have that success that's more natural, not like kind of like behind the scene dirty in a way. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's honestly, if if I could choose, you know, I I will say that I don't think a lot of people get to choose that, but if I could, that would be great. And, uh, (laughs) you know, it's like, I think looking at Carrie Underwood specifically, and also a lot of other like really successful artists, like, you know, like Taylor Swift that just branch completely out of where they started. Like if you look at Carrie Underwood starting out, you know, one of her, you know, first hit songs being like, Jesus, take the wheel. Very like, you know, kind of more country style and she was you know with before he cheats and blown away and like moving up and now she's like I'm gonna put out a gospel album just because she can you know because she's Carrie Underwood and and I think the same thing with Taylor Swift she started out you know doing country and now she's all like doing pop and all this crazy stuff so I mean I think it's like artists like that that have a true talent whether it's you know vocally or um you know performance wise like Garth Brooks or like songwriting style I think no matter what your talent is if you have that amazing unique talent you can pretty much do whatever you want in the industry when did you know that you kind of wanted to take music as a career path was it hard making that decision did your parents not understand at that time or have they been full supportive in your journey my parents have always been just the most supportive I mean they've always been there, you know, saying like, Hey, like, if this is what you want to do, like do it all the way. Like, if this is what you want to do, make sure that you're giving it your all and not just like, you know, just kind of throwing it in there, you know, mm-hmm. make sure that you're like giving it your all and going hundred percent. And and they've always done um, the best that they can to, you know, guide me in the right way and, and, and help me know what to do, even though the music industry is like an ever changing thing, you know, it's ne- never like a, by the book you know yep so my parents have always been there supporting and helping through that and I couldn't ask for a better support system honestly you talked about living in southern California do you think it was a disadvantage not being in the traditional country music scene areas or do you think that gave you a brand identity to come out and be yourself and show people this is who I am as a musician You know, it's interesting you say that. I've never been asked that question, but it's definitely something I've thought a lot about because um, over the last few months, I would say within the last year, I have been playing a lot of shows out in Texas. And, you know, I mean, Texas and Southern California are two completely different worlds. (laughs) And I think anyone can agree with that, you know? So playing shows out there, you know, maybe like in the middle of nowhere, just, you know, some crazy like honky-tonk shows and people are like, oh man, where are you from? And I'm like, you... I guess you probably could never, you would never guess, <laughs> you'll never know, you know, and it's just real funny to, and, and I tell people like, oh, I'm originally from Southern California, and they're like, no way, you know, so I mean, it is interesting because um, a lot of parts of the country music industry specifically are not, um, I don't know, I wouldn't say they're not fond of it, but they don't think, oh, Southern California, country music, mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't think that, you know, so especially me being the kind of artist that's like, you know, I want to write about like real true country music stories. I want to, I want to be like that, that gritty country style. And then, you know, people thinking, oh, you're from California. It's like, it doesn't, it kind of always, you know, pops a question in people's minds. So 
um, I wouldn't say it's a disadvantage, just something that is rather unique to people when I tell them that, you know, and I mean, especially spending a lot of time out in Nashville, a lot of people are from all over the place. So there it's not as unique, but in certain States, you know, traveling and having like toured um, a bit, it's, it's definitely interesting to see people's reaction when I tell them where I'm from. (laughs) I think you brought up a great point with making your story unique. Like when people are asking about where you're from and stuff and you're telling them, I think it makes them more interested in your background and your story because when musicians, I'm not a musician at all, but we know that when people are writing songs, you can kind of see the similarities from different stories and they're writing similar, but even though they're from completely different areas in the world, but still it's the passion that we see from all artists all over the world. I mean, I think that's what makes it great that you can be a singer and live anywhere, but if it's all about the passion that you have, you can make any dream a reality. Oh yeah. And that's the truth because I think if you, if you really look at it, a lot of the greatest, you know, artists of today, whether it's country or any other genre, uh, I mean, a lot of them, you can't even really think about where they're from and it doesn't really matter. You know, some of your favorite artists, I guarantee you like, a lot of people don't know where their favorite artists are from. And that's one thing that I've come to think about is like, it's, it doesn't even really matter. It's more just about like the vibe you put off and if, and if you mean it, you know? At the age of 16, when you got the guitar, you were starting out in your musician career. What kind of songs were you writing? Were you going through, were you mostly writing about your personal stories or things that you've been seeing? What was going through your mind at that time? You know, I think, um, especially as a young songwriter, it is, there's so much uh, doubt. There is so much uh, like, oh, does this sound good? Or is this awful? Or like, does this sound horrible? And I think um, the best advice that I've gotten from so many seasoned artists and songwriters is just write. Even if it's the worst thing you've ever written, just keep writing and just, just never stop writing. Because eventually, you know, you're going to write a hundred bad songs till you get one good one. And And so keeping that in my mind as a 16 year old, I was like, oh my gosh, this is awful. (laughs) And I mean, but honestly, a lot of, you know, good things come out of that because I've personally grown so much as a songwriter um, over the last few years, just having been influenced by artists, you know, kind of on my level and, and, you know, artists that are, you know, you know, huge and just all over the place. But um, F-150, one of my singles from, I would say a while back, it was actually the first, not the first song. That's the first song, um, that I remember thinking like, I actually want to record this, you know, (laughs) F-150. And that was, um, I wrote that when I was 16. So that was one of the songs that I wrote at that time. And, um, it's interesting because looking at it now, I think, oh my gosh, like, I was such, you know, I had just gotten my, my truck and, you know, I was you just started driving and all that. And so listening to that song, it's so crazy because to me, I'm like, oh yeah, it's like, you know, I wrote it. It's a song, but a lot of my, um, my, you know, supporters or fan base, they love that song. Like that's their favorite song. And it's crazy because I put it out and I didn't think anything of it. And then it went crazy and it ended up getting like over a hundred thousand streams in like some odd month. And now, now it's almost over. It's like, it's way over 250,000 streams on Spotify and Spotify alone. And I was like, where did that come from? And everyone was like, man, that song is so good. When did you write that? And I was like, I was like 16. So I know it's so weird sometimes to think that, you know, if you write something or I write something, it, to me, it might just be, eh, but like, 
to you, you might love it and, and vice versa. Like I've heard certain songs from fellow songwriters where they're like, oh, what do you think of this? I just threw it together. And I'm like, that's amazing. That is amazing. You know, so everyone has a different perspective and like every song you write touches people differently for sure. I was about to say, if that song was not about a truck, I would be so confused because I'm like, F-150, is she talking about a Ford truck right now or something? (laughs) Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely, it is. And it's funny because I know so many people are like, that song, it's just, it's my favorite song of yours. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) awesome, you know, but I'm not complaining. I I mean, it's a part of, part of my songwriting and, and growing for sure. When those fans are listening to your songs, are they connecting with like certain words or the theme and messaging of it? And how do you handle, like, what do you like about that when they're giving you that kind of feedback? Well, something that I've learned from hearing how, like what people say about the song, you know, is um, people, okay, so F-150, the song itself, it's a pretty generic idea like it's not like the words that I use in that song are not very specific talking about Mm -hmm. a specific feeling it's very very generic but you can tell it's kind of like the overall vibe is you know I go off-roading and I tear up a dirt lot in my truck when I'm feeling down or when I need to get something off my mind that's basically the gist of the song and um I don't know if a lot of people know this but artists on Spotify and other you know streaming platforms we can go and see the names of playlists that our songs are added to so I look at a lot of playlists that F-150 specifically is added to, and it's like breakup songs to scream in your car. <laughs> like, it's like, it's the best stuff. And I love seeing that. And I'm like, I never would have thought that it meant that to you. But I mean, I love hearing people say that, like, you know, the vibe is so chill and, you know, it's just like, it's a rocking song or I, I love the instrumentation. I have heard it all about that one too. So that's so interesting. You go from calm to breakup songs. It's kind of like, that's definitely Spotify right there. Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely a nice, a nice little tool to have to, to get to see like what people classify your song as in their, in, in their listening library. I love it. It's almost like you're going on the same track as Carrie Underwood. One of her songs is a breakup song. It's like, oh, you're following in that path right now. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I would say that I think, um, it's, it's nice as an artist to have a, like a different array of songs that you've written, you know, some that are softer, mm-hmm. some that are just like, st- like straight outright, you know, party vibes, you know, I think all over the place, I think it'd be good sometimes. Cause I don't think any person only has one facet to who they are. I think everybody has, you know, different facets for sure. Let's talk about when you're creating a music video, some of the songs that you've written, you've created a video. Do you put a lot of thought or do you use a team to come up with the image that you're trying to show in the video? Yeah. So as of now, I've, um, under my belt, I've shot two music videos. The first one I did was, uh, for freedom, the single I put out on Memorial day weekend and it's out now freedom. The music video is out now. And um, the second one that I shot was for my upcoming single, Never Go Home, which I'm super stoked about. But Freedom was a very, um, I would say it was a very intricate planned video, if that makes any sense. Because mm-hmm. when you listen to the song, there's a story behind it. And we really wanted this video to be like a mini movie because it tells a story. And for anyone that might have missed it while listening to the song, we wanted to paint that picture and to get people to really connect with that song on a deeper level. And um, so, yeah, there, there was a lot of thought that went into sitting down and writing out, you know, 
um, we're going to have this happen here and this happen here and the intricate details of even like having the, the, the pamphlet, like the military enlistment pamphlet in his hand. And it kind of like leans down, you know, as, as we're like hugging or whatever. And you can see just like the intricate details that totally change the story and that make the video what it is. So there is definitely a lot of planning that goes into it. Um, I usually try and start brainstorming on my own, like even as I'm writing the song, I always get way ahead of myself. I'm like writing a song. I'm not even done with the song. And I'm like, this was really cool on a t-shirt, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. And I did have an amazing team behind both videos. So definitely could not have done that with anybody. So without any of them. So it was awesome. When you're performing during the video, do you ever get uncomfortable or do you look at it as I'm acting? This is what's happening. It's all for the fans and stuff. Well, um, I definitely was a little awkward during the first few shots, um, which obviously aren't in the music video. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I definitely, I felt a little uncomfortable at first because when I'm performing on stage, I'm just like letting myself just express and sing and play. And I'm not necessarily trying to like look good, but you know, it's a video. So you're like, okay, like I kind of have to look somewhat presentable, (laughs) you know, I kind of have to look somewhat good. So, um, yes, I did. I think there was times in the music video, I will say like the football scene, uh, the football stadium shot, that one, I felt the most like myself in because I just got to stand there and just sing the song. Like for like an hour like we literally (laughs) sitting there and I was singing the song and just having a good time and um I I think honestly that was probably one of my favorite scenes was the football stadium scene because it was like getting ready to pour rain and it was getting dark outside and uh, like they had the lights come on and it was super cool and it was just like end of the day and it was really cool that and the um the coming home scene when um, the Marine comes home. I think that was probably one of my favorite shots because I actually had got to have a lot of my friends and family there. And it was really cool. It felt really natural to just like be around everyone and just have a good time. So certain parts were a little uncomfortable, but I'd say there was a lot of really easy parts to film too. Are your friends always asking you to let them be in your music videos all the time? Um, sometimes it's kind of funny. <laughs> the dancers in the video are, um, they're literally like a whole group of friends that I hang out with like all the time. They're like, you know, more my like, Hey, let's, you know, have a good time friends, you know? And it's funny. Cause they're all like professional, you know, like college team dancers. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, you guys are really good. So <laughs> when I played them the song for the first time, they're like, Oh, we're going to make a dance to this. And they made it. And I was like, you guys want to be in a music video? So when I went to go film the next video for my new single, never go home, they were like, oh my gosh, we got to be in this one. And then, so everyone was all excited for that. But um, yeah, I definitely get get that a lot sometimes, only if they know about it. Have you been able to kind of differentiate your personal life and your career life? Have you been able to be positive with both instead of having one being the main focus and kind of leaving your personal life in the background? Well, I will say that um, that's something that I've tried to work on a lot, um, especially recently. You know, uh, I love music and music is a part of who I am. So it's, it's kind of hard to separate the two because a lot of the time when I'm, you know, I get a free moment and I'm like, hey, I want to go like just sit in my room away from everyone and write a song. Like technically I'm still working, you know, mm-hmm. but like 
it's still something that I love and it's a part of my life. So um, I try to separate it on certain, on certain parts of like the spectrum because it's important, but other times it's, I will say that music has definitely brought a lot into my personal life that I didn't have there before. Lots of friends and, you know, close, like, you know, teammates that I've gotten to connect with just through music. Like some of my best friends are also musicians that I would never have met if I wasn't doing music and from all over the country and places like people I never would have talked to that I've just had come into my life that I'm so grateful for um, because of music. So yes, I try to separate it, but um, it's still brought a lot of good things into my personal life too. I think that's awesome to hear that music has kind of brought so much positive in your life. And I think a lot of people that they have these passion projects or careers and they're introduced to all these new people and they become such like a family to them. And I can say the same thing about doing this show that I've met so many people that I can talk to even after doing the episode because you feel like you know so much about them in the short amount of time that you're speaking to them. But I can just hear the passion that you have for music. And it's going to be amazing to see what this future has for you and all the amazing things that you're going to be doing when you're off 30 years from now in this career. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. So let's talk about when you're on stage, that first concert, big performance, were there nerves? What was going through your mind mentally? Were you excited? Were you like, this is a huge opportunity for me? Um, I will say there are definitely a lot of times that I'm still very nervous. Like I, I hear some of my friends or, you know, bigger artists or whatever that say like, Oh no, I don't get nervous. And I'm like, you are <laughs> lying. You're straight up lying. Cause like, I, I always get nervous and not even because like, you know, I, I'm afraid or, or, or anything like that, just because, um, music is important to me and I want it to be like, yep. you know, good. I, I want to do well with it. Plus I like, I care about the people that are listening to it. So um, I always get nervous. I get nervous when I'm performing. I get nervous when I'm getting ready to put out a new song or, um, anything like that. Yeah. But, um, I would say a couple of big shows that I've done that, like, I remember maybe, I, I think it was almost two years ago now. Um, I was playing the house of blues in Anaheim, California, and it was pretty cool, crazy sold out show. And like, I mean, it was, probably the first really big show I'd ever played two years ago. And it was, I think maybe like 3000 people. And it was like, I was super nervous. I remember going out on stage and I was super excited. I wasn't like scared, but I was really nervous. And I remember singing the song and I did well. And I came off stage and I was like, I have, don't remember anything. (laughs) And I remember like my family and friends showing me videos and they're like, you did great. And I was like, I don't remember a single thing, but yeah, I've gotten better with that. Like sometimes when I'm playing, maybe like the first song, I'm pretty nervous, you know, but then as like the set goes on, it's more just like having fun and just playing music with people and getting to share it with them. You know, do you have a favorite performance, like a favorite venue concert that you've done in your journey so far? Wow. Um, that's hard. I would have to say maybe my, um, my most favorites, definitely the house of blues was so fun. Anaheim house of blues was really fun. And, um, just recently I got to play up at, um, Austin city limits, um, the Moody theater up there. That was insane. That was so much fun. They literally like, 
they sold the whole thing out. It was up there for the Taco Margarita Festival with Brie Bagwell, and it was super fun. They sold it out. I can't even, I don't even remember how many, how many people was. I think it was like 1,500 people, and it was like, just insane to just to just get to play there and, and everyone was so lively and having a good time and everyone was all dressed all weird and it was just a cool <laughs> thing I remember and I got to uh, play a longer set so like you know obviously I worked through like being a little nervous or whatever and then we just had such a good time like I had was getting to post pictures and um you know just have a good time with everyone that was there and people were singing along and that's always like such a blast so those are probably my two favorites so far is there a concert or like a performance that you're hoping in the next few years that you're going to get that call to perform on that stage? <laughs> well, I think um, as basic as it might sound, always um, a dream of mine is always going to be, I want to play the Opry. Everyone knows that. Yeah. You know, I want to play the Opry or the Ryman. Like, obviously that is the, probably one of my biggest goals is to be able to play on um those two stages because like every time you know someone debuts or um I, anytime I get an opportunity to watch it you know I'm, I'm always like sitting there watching oh, that's so cool I've been there quite a few times and I've gotten to see a couple artists you know do their first performances there or, or just some returning performances so those two would definitely be like on the top of my list well it's all the amazing performers that have been on there and being able to step foot on there and kind of say oh, yeah. I performed here at the same as someone else it's just I mean the opera is basically the one that everyone talks about because the, the legacy that it has with every performer oh, yeah that's for sure yeah no doubt about that <laughs> Looking at your journey, is there anything that you would have changed? Or do you think that the journey you've been on to get to where you are has been exactly how you envisioned it because it's taught you a lot about yourself and the growth as a musician and an artist? You know, honestly, I wouldn't change a thing because um, I think everything that I've encountered and everything that I've done and everything that I haven't done in the last few years um, has taught me something, even if I don't want to admit it, you know, even if there's some things were like, why did I do that? That was the <laughs> biggest way to remember whatever, even if I think that or feel that in like, in my heart, you know, I know that it taught me something and that at least I know now that I'll never do it again. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I would say, I definitely wouldn't change anything because I do think that all the good and all the bad has led me to where I am today. And I'm happy with where I'm at. And, um, but obviously I'm, you know, more than excited to keep going and uh, work my way up the ladder and ride the wave. So um, I definitely wouldn't change a thing, but you know, I'm, I'm still, still working it. And I definitely want to keep going as far as I can. What's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself during this time? Um, I would say the biggest thing that I've learned about myself is um, I think a lot of the time I kind of <laughs> I'm not like a I'm more of an introverted person sometimes you know I don't always like to be just like hey like how's it going? <laughs> kind of weird considering that I'm a performer which is very weird but um I would say that the biggest thing that I've learned is that the best way to approach something is to be myself like when I've been the my like the most nervous for shows or for meeting important people or you know making even making new friends in the industry or or you know anything out there, even recording or having a certain sound, it's, um, the best outcome 
for me has been when I've just like been myself and not tried to be something that I'm not. And anytime that I do try to fake something or uh, manufacture it, it always never feels real, which is so funny to me because I think a lot of the time, like people always, you know, get caught up in the, you know, selling out or whatever. So um, obviously I'm never, I'm, you know, never going to try and be that. I never want to try and do that, but I will definitely say that like even just in these last few years that I've been doing this and playing shows, I've, I've just seen that like when I'm just like being myself, even if I'm saying something super goofy or saying something that may not make sense to everybody else or saying something that might be, you know, hard to understand, I will say that it's definitely had the best outcome when I'm just being myself for sure. Have you ever had a moment where someone or somebody has found like you said something and you weren't being authentic and it's kind of messed with you in a way. And that's how you know that you have to be yourself because you see people all over the world when they're not themselves, they get into much trouble and it's just a domino effect then on after. That's a good question. I will say that I think that um, times when I've not been being real or times when I've not been being myself, it's almost like I'm just going through the motions and I can feel that about myself. Like when I'm, when I'm just like, oh yeah, blah, 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 or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm just going through the motions. But when I actually get to like sit down and like talk with people or, um, write like, you know, those feelings, like when you write a, write a song and then you play it for someone and they're like, man, that really hit home. Those are the kind of the things that just like rejuvenate and, just reignite that fire to be like, yeah, this is why I'm doing this. Whenever it's just, oh yeah, I'm doing this and checking all the boxes, then it's feels like I'm not being authentic for sure. So I've definitely felt that. And that's, that's kind of how I've felt that I'm like, okay, I don't want to fall into being that ever because then there's no point, you know? So what does the future look like for you? What are you hoping to accomplish personally and professionally? You know, um, I will say that I literally want to just play shows all over the place I've had the opportunity to in the last few months travel to quite a few different states and um, meet tons of like new people and um, I'm working on a project coming up that I'm getting just way too excited to release which I'm super excited to put out new music Um, I want to keep writing better songs I want to be a better songwriter I want to keep working on that and um, I want to make more connections with people that are um you know, going that same way that are doing that same thing. Because I think that's like, when you're doing something difficult, or you're doing something that's challenging, or, or, you know, unique, like, there's not a lot of people that are trying to pursue a career in the music industry, like, just walking around, you know, I mean, I mean, there, there are a lot of people that are trying to do it. But I mean, like, for example, when I graduated high school, there was no one else in my graduating class that was trying to do what I was trying to do. So, I mean, I want to try and find those people that are trying to do that and, you know, keep those people in my circle and help them and like, you know, have them help me and just kind of make friendships that way, you know, writing songs and um, just trying to grow as an artist and as a person as well. So that's kind of where I'm hoping to do and um, getting excited to put out some new music for sure. You talked about interaction during this last year when we weren't able to travel or go and perform live and fans in the attendance. Was that a hard thing for you? And how did you motivate yourself to, to continue writing and being able to play music, even though you couldn't do the normal concert kind of style? 
you know, I think the greatest tool through all of that was social media and live streams and, you know, all Instagram, Facebook lives, all that stuff was so helpful. And I was able to just like connect with, you know, my, my followers and my supporters through that. And it was super cool because, you know, I was able to talk with people that are all the way on the other side of the country and others, like, you know, different parts of the world. And, um, that was probably the way that I stayed most connected to those people and you know, putting on virtual concerts, like every Tuesday and Thursday, a lot of people were doing that. And, um, a lot of people were doing, you know, sponsored live streams. I had a couple, you know, different, um, fellow venue owners and, um, community, like, like company owners that were like, Hey, like, you know, we're going to hop on here and uh, you're going to talk about our product. It was super cool to just to like, to have everyone come together on the internet and just kind of have these virtual concerts. I think that was probably the greatest thing to come from, um, the whole pandemic thing, because honestly, now I've still tried to carry that into, you know, just my everyday routine on my social media and stuff like that is like when I get the chance going live and, um, having, I did a virtual release party for one of my singles back in like last summer, I did a virtual release party and it was super cool. So, um, and plus having, you know, traveled a lot lately and not being able to always be home. It's nice to have the ability to connect with my, you know, my supporters from back home and supporters from places that I've been. So social media and the the live streams definitely have been like the lifeline through all that. Yeah, it's amazing the power of technology nowadays because oh, think really? about the artists back then couldn't do that, but we have the luxury of being able to do that and continue. And you kind of made a big point on it, growing your audience, the interaction, everyone being together and listening to your songs. It's just, it shows the amazing fan base that the music industry has with their artists. Oh yeah. It's super cool. And it's like great to have that tool and not only like learn from it, but then we can now like integrate it into our everyday routine of, you know, growing our careers and, um, interacting with like the people that are supporting us and out there listening to our music like that is so cool I love having the ability to connect with those people that are from you know all over the place the final question I'll ask you for someone that's listening to this interview based on your journey and experience what tips or advice would you give them to overcome obstacles accomplish their goals and rise to the challenge definitely uh something that I said earlier was definitely be yourself because Man, it it can get so crazy when you're trying to be something that you're not. And it can get so crazy when you're trying to fit into a box or whatever that someone else is trying to fit you into. That's the worst thing because that's when you lose that passion or the desire you have to do what you're doing. So I would definitely say stay true to yourself and always uh, be grateful for those that are around you, supporting you and of being there and whatever it is, even if it's just a little bit or people that are full on just there for you through everything. So that's definitely what I would say. And also I'm really, really grateful for everyone out there that's been like listening to my music or supporting me or um, anything that y'all have done. I appreciate it. And thank you so much. Well, Peyton, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show and talk about your rise to the challenge. You're inspiring so many people and we're excited to see what the future has for you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Tune in next time to hear my next guest talk about their rise to the challenge. Remember to follow and subscribe on all major audio platforms. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to see the full-length episode in video format. What path will you take to accomplish your goals? You decide.